It's the final four days. So, so we'll say. Uh, you know what? I think I've had a country voice. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It's the final four it's days. It's the final four days. <laughs> Driving that four truck. That's right. It's the last four days. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm better at country. I uh, think. You don't uh, think so? I th- Maybe. Um, you're. you're uh, it's, it's closer. It's bad. <laughs> it's less bad. It's still horrible. It's less bad. Yeah. I don't know. Be, we need to work on the positive motherfucking reinforcement here, man. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what I can say to you that will prevent you from ever seeing it again. <laughs> I can't figure out what that is. I'm starting to get requests now, just so you know. People are, other people <laughs> are like inboxing me and saying, Adam, Adam don't, let, don't let Sal put you down. You keep singing, man. You're getting better every time we hear you. Those fuckers. It's the final four no, days. No. Listen, Oy. it's the last four days to get forum access for free. That's our private forum. It's what everybody talks about. It's where all the cool kids are. You can get access for free. All you got to do is enroll in the Maps Super Bundle or the RGB Bundle. Those two bundles contain our Maps programs, which are going to take you from where you're at now to where you want to be. Super fit, ripped, lean, uh, healthy. strong, healthy, sexy, super awesome, whatever. It's got all the programs you need. The RGB bundle has Maps Anabolic, Maps Performance, Maps Aesthetic. The Maps Super bundle has all those plus... Nine months plus of programming. Plus Maps Anywhere and Maps Prime. So it's all of them. Enroll in either one of those and you get the forum for free. Or you can enroll in the forum by itself, pay for it, because that price is going up anyway, anywhere next month. So good stuff going on. You go to mindpumpmedia.com. Check it all out. T-shirt time. T-shirt. How many reviews, Douglas? We had 10 reviews. Well, yeah, we're not asking for it anymore. We don't ask for it anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't ask for it anymore. I don't think we would kill you very much anymore. No. Well, I think Justin Mm. shut it down, right? I did. Yeah. It was me. We're giving it... Well, no, because now at the end we we talk about the shirts away. I mean, that's the thing. We still give shirts away. How many shirts away? get two now because it's only 10? Shut that shit down, dude. we're going to do three. Three shirts? We want to encourage people, of course. Listen, if you want to leave a review to win, get a chance to win a T-shirt, here's what you do. You go on your phone, go to the, uh, the the podcast app, open it up, search for Mind Pump. Even if you're subscribed, you got to do this. Search for Mind Pump, click on the icon, it'll come up, and then there's a little button you click on for review. Leave a review. Listen, out of 10, three get a tur- t-shirt. That's a freaking, that's a 33%. Or a turd shirt. Yeah, you get a turd shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, I cannot speak it today. Hey. You got a really good chance of getting a free t-shirt. Give it away, Doug. All right. The three are Matt Allen, 17, I'm Jacob Hicks, and Sam981963. All of you are winners. Send good dudes. Ooh, real good dudes. Numbers. All of them. <laughs> yeah, great, great people here. Send your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at Mind Pump. I'm sorry. I just said the wrong one. I No, that's right. That's it. <laughs> you got this, Doug. You the got new, this. The new guy here. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. What do you think? Oh, hurry up. Let's one, do this. One, two, three. Let's hurry up. Let's do this. Let's talk about Justin's hat. Yeah. You old like school, how ugly old, it is? Old school Orioles hat, dude. That's throwback. Bro, I'm, bring, I'm bringing back the ugly hat fad. Um, oh, the, the Baltimore Orioles? Dude, yeah. that's that's pretty good right yeah, don't there. Don't fuck with me, dude. I'm not fucking with you. That's let me just tell you, let me just tell you something right now. I know. Did you just Google that before we got here. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. How do I Google your hat? 
He's but, just fuck, fuck, stupid, stupid looking burn hat. He's oh, just, it's the Baltimore Orioles. No, here's what it is. I'll tell you why I knew what that was. All right, baseball. Players. You're actually Calm wrong. Down. It's, it's actually yeah. a, a college hockey team. It's the Oregon Ducks. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not the Ducks. I know what the Ducks look like. <laughs> no, that's the football Oregon Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. This is the this is the Division Two Oregon Ducks yeah, uh, hockey team. Here's the thing. Uh, when I was younger, I was semi into baseball and football cards. So I know. What does semi mean? Like you used to buy the yeah. thing so you could get the gum. It's like inside. when you have a half boner. Exactly. You know, I wasn't. Say, I wasn't like, fully erect. Like, it was. Mom, uh, can I get the baseball cards just so I could chew the bu- the bubble gum that I'm came inside? I'm into this right now. Oh, a couple more tugs. <laughs> Justin. Yeah. Don't you hate that? Yeah. No, I was into baseball cards and football cards, so I know what I know about professional sports is right around the nine. It's like in the nineties. Like I can't eight, talk. And I can't talk too much shit to you because I, yeah. I, my sports knowledge is like every year is decreasing. When I was a kid, like I was fanatic, I know, right? fanatical. I collected all cards. I could ramble stats off. In fact, my mom used to think it was like a fun party joke is to call me in the room and be like, "Tell them, tell them the, the all the Dodgers players," you know. Like, <laughs> and I would rattle off all their stats and everything like that. And my my two best friends. They are still fanatics. Like we have a thread, the the three of us that are on, and we go all the way back to elementary school, and so like a, a big part of our friendship is based around sports. I mean, we we go much deeper than that, but a big part of it is sports, and so it's like all this sports talk, and they just love to punk the fuck out of me now because I'm not up and up, like I'm not staying. But all- if you talk about like like early two thousands and nineties, oh yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, no, if we're if we're back in even all the way back in the eighties, eighties and nineties, uh, man, I got you. We could talk sports. Do all you day guys long. still have your old football and baseball cards? I do. Um, you know, I found I found them when I was at my parents, and uh, I made sure to go get them because I didn't want my brother to grab them. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck like, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Give me those. I've got the good ones that I had in like uh, plastic cases. You know, do you, do you they're know? worthless though. I mean, like that was such a thing. You're like, uh, you thought it was an investment. You know, like I'm keeping all these. I got all the upper deck. I don't know, Ken dude. Griffey Juniors. I, up, I remember yeah, upper deck ends up like worth nothing. Now. That was the fucking brand. Then there was Score. What was the other brand? Score mm. upper deck tops, tops and tops. yeah. yeah um, uh, hmm. well, there was another one. I can't remember. Well, those are the big ones. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hold on. You don't have any that are worth money, then, Justin? I mean, maybe, but not like like you thought that was going to be like uh, thousands of dollars. You know, I have it's some only like maybe twenty five bucks. You do? Yeah. I wonder, what's your most value? I wonder who has more of it. Because I have, I have some that are worth like some. they're in mint condition. And you know all what? That? I, like, I haven't looked at. Oh yeah, and mine are all in plastic. I have some. Uh, in yeah. the, Me too. See, I didn't take that much effort. Me too. Yeah. I have, I have them literally like in little hard plastic mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. The ones. I, you know what? I haven't checked a Beckett in a really long time. So mm. I have an Emmett Smith rookie card. I've got a Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, Ro- Emmett Smith is mm-hmm. a good one. I've Dude, but a, Ken Griffey's not worth shit. No, the upper deck rookie card of him. That's is, the one I thought would be is, worth. Is worth pretty good. Good money. Um, I've also got. Who else do I have that I remember was worth some good? So money. I have, you got any Bo Jacksons? I, I do have some Bo Jacksons. I have. Awesome. Uh, I got Troy uh, Troy Aiken. Uh, Aikman. Aikman, excuse me, rookie card score, and then um, Barry Sanders rookie card. What do you do? That's Shit, a, Aikman. That's a no good, way. The 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 they're both of them. Now the last time I checked to you see what their value was, the last time I checked, they were worth. And this was a long time ago. They were worth like. 80 or 100 bucks each. So now I'm sure they're worth a few hundred bucks each. They have to be, right? Yeah, well, I would definitely. The Bo Jackson card, I would imagine. No, Barry Sanders. Oh, you said, yeah. oh, you said Barry Sanders? Barry and what Sanders. Else? Barry Sanders and Troy Aikman. 
Okay. Both rookie mm, cards. Were yeah. football cards that I don't know if they're not that as much as baseball. Yeah, yeah baseball they are still though. You if you have if you have rookie cards and they're kept in good condition and they're they're one of the better brands. Well, I traded my mm. fucking Mark McGuire rookie card, didn't I? Yeah, that, that actually, I got those. Actually, I got a bunch of uh, A's like in Conseco. Like, well, so what were you doing with these? That you didn't even I didn't think you were into sports at all. You mm. actually had some as a kid. This makes or, sense. Or was dude. it an accident? This was the nerdy part. <laughs> it was, of, yeah. uh, was it a girlfriend you dated in I, high school and I, it was her cards and she left them at your house? I bought them just for the gum that I liked in the car. That's I don't I, like the car. Like, ooh, they got statistics on it. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> they got, exciting. I love the gum that came with them. It was and like, then he, the, yeah. he licked the powder off <laughs> it. Was like, it was fucking, it was like made out of like razor blades and cardboard. You remember like, how, what the uh, hell kind of gum was you that? You remember how hard it was? It was? You could, ERA. Like, seriously, no you joke. You could throw it, it would shatter. You, <laughs> you could literally, this is not a joke now, if you had that gum on an airplane, they'd take you off because you could kill motherfuckers with it. It was yeah. sharp. <laughs> it was hard and sharp. So take me back to how did you get cards? Why do you even have cards? Yeah, uh, I was in. I, I'm Did telling you, you as a trade kid, it for like a science book. As or something? a kid, yeah. I was into. I was into sports for a little while. Hmm. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Definitely. This. Definitely. The 49ers when they were in the fucking 80s when they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so de- bandwagon. That's good. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. You like a winning team. Yeah. Um, I liked to play uh, football, street football. So like football on the street. Oh basketball shit! Street. Oh shit! Street <laughs> football. <laughs> you were fucking hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. We should play. Um, Basketball again? No. Did you? <laughs> so now that we just, should just kidding. Should, I don't, don't want to. Yeah, win. exactly. Win no, you just opened up a door there. Let's you play know, again. Was there ever? You know what, motherfucker? Yeah. I'm gonna beat you again. Listen. Let's bring it, motherfucker. Again, Listen. but until we play again, yeah. I'm Listen, the reigning champion. Did you have? A, did you have a? Did <laughs> yeah, you have a sport? That's what you do. That you played as a kid, or that you really wish you played, or wish you were good at. Like, was there like something that you're like, like I go back now and I think, like, fuck, man, I wish I would have swam, even though I didn't think swimming was cool. Because oh, because you think you would have been good at it. Yeah, of course. Mm. I mean, let, and let's be honest, as a kid, you you tend to gravitate towards the shit you're good at, anyways. I mean, that's the stuff that you fall in love with. Nobody, I was really, nobody likes a sport that you start and you get your ass kicked for three years. You I was know? I was really good at hide and go seek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I really was though for real. There was no, there was never a sport. You're like, man, I, I wish I was good at that. Or well, yeah, I, mean, I wish I was the fucking best at all, any of them. I don't that know. That is a skill. I yeah, mean, but and I wouldn't be sitting here. Well, I don't really. I can or never, maybe I still. I never be. cared about baseball. Did you ever try track, yeah. Sal? Hmm. Yeah. I did. Uh, I was really. That's not much of a sport. Not into running. Mm. Yeah. No, like shot put and all that shit. Nah, fuck that. Okay. That's stupid. Gotcha. I did. Uh, I just did judo as a kid. Judo. I wrestled a little bit with the with the team, but I didn't wrestle for the school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I just play shit on my own. But then I started lifting weights, dude. I was twelve. I started lifting weights. That was my thing. Well, yeah, that's early. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I didn't start lifting weights till after fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Beyond that, had actually. I met you guys, I, I could have totally been your trainer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you, could, you know what I'm saying? I could have showed <laughs> totally. you guys some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You probably could have actually the shit that I was doing when I first started the gym. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how what's I grew the, it all. What's like the, the worst bench champ? What's the worst what's habits the, or something? Yeah. Like what's that? like the worst like workout fucking shit you did when you were a kid? I mean, there was probably there was probably months, maybe even years, that I went like, you know, biceps and triceps was like all we did for. Oh my god! Yeah, like literally, like, like months, months, dude. Arms. Yeah, month, months of arms, dude. Like months of arms. Oh wow! I, like I don't think there there was times where you know, and like I I never wanted to do chest because I was terrible at it. I was so bad at bench pressing, and my buddies loved to do it, and I hated to do it because I was terrible. I was weak, mm. and my form was terrible. It didn't feel right, so I avoided it like the plague. 
and legs. I mean, I I didn't do legs till I was like in my twenties, you know. So, I I literally did like arms. Yeah. <laughs> arms. I did like all bench, like, like all day. Like, that's yeah. all I would do. Like For real? every angle, every possible thing, like all just bench. You know, like I just was like that's all I wanted to do is just bench. You know, that's so 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 different from you guys. I always trained everything. Always, I always trained everything, and I wrote everything down. Actually, I think I took my oh, I didn't start tracking. I brought you my, my workout. Then I bring you guys at one time and show you guys. My, my my printed out workouts and shit when yeah. I was 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the worst thing that I would do is I would just do everything all the time. So I would literally be, but I did a split, right? But So if I did chest, it was every single chest exercise I could possibly think about. Yeah. See, everything. That, I didn't do, see, I didn't do workouts like that. I went through phases of bad training, right? Like yeah. my first phase of bad training would be like just doing buys and tries. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then like when I actually realized like, hey, I need to do these other muscle groups, then it was like... <laughs> You know, like you said, I just I would be chest day, and I would go in and do every machine and every chest exercise I could think of until I like I ran out. Yeah. Like uh, I did everything, you know. <laughs> like I'm out of here now, right? Well, I would still squat because I mean we had to do that for for sports. We like you were tested on squat and you were tested on bench, and like that's all anybody that's all I cared, cared about. about. Yeah, so uh-huh. I got really good at those two. I don't think I did my and first squat doing power in my twenties. Twenties? So. Yeah, I didn't do my first squat till I was in my twenties, hmm. and even as a trainer, like. I feel so bad that I I avoided teaching that that much, like because very few clients I felt like had the proper mechanics. Nobody did, dude. You know, and first so of like all, it's a, hard to teach a squat. It is. No, it is. It's a, it's. And a, so if you don't know how to do it really well yourself, forget it as a trainer. Well, I, and I think that's a, a a lot of why we talk about it so much is we know that, right? Like I'm not stupid. Like I was a fucking trainer and I was a boss of trainers for a very long time. So I see what you guys are fucking doing. You know, yeah, you guys yeah. aren't. You're not very good at squatting, so you're not teaching it. Same thing with deadlifting. So you're avoiding two of the best fucking movements you could mm-hmm. possibly do. I mean, if there was anything I could go back and tell the younger trainer herself of me herself, well, oh, fuck, that was all messed up. <laughs> the younger me, right? The, whatever I would do, I would tell myself, listen, bro, figure this shit out and help your would people. Would you have listened? <sighs> yeah. You got a hard head. Yeah. I do, but you know what? Like, if first uh, of all, if, then, if, sure me, the, if the future me, like, I'd look at him and I'd be like, God, this guy looks smart. He's good looking. <laughs> I might listen to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if, like, you or Justin came and told me, I'd probably be too stubborn to listen. He'd look at his future self <laughs> and he. God, he's handsome. I'll, okay, whatever you say, bro. You'd look at your just, future self. Show and be like, me the way, dude. Oh my God, did I fall on my face at some point? What happened? <laughs> Weird. Yes. I'm not. I don't look this. Yeah. What happened to my hair? Yeah, like this buff hippie. What yeah. happened? Yeah. No, I uh, two. I had two breakthroughs as a kid. One was my first time taking creatine because I've been taking creatine on and off since I was probably 16. I bought guzzle cell. Type. I bought phosphagen. Oh, not phosphagen. Hmm. Phosphagen was EAS's. Just pure creatine powder. But then they made a protein powder that had creatine in it. It was called phosphagain. And since all I ever wanted to do was gain, yeah. you better believe I'm <laughs> buying phosphagain. I had cytogainer like crazy. God, that's crap. But damn I, it. I took it. I'll never forget. I took it and like I used to weigh myself, right? So like seven days later, I weighed myself and I gained like four pounds. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, this actually works. So that was a huge breakthrough for me. Then the second breakthrough was when I started squatting and deadlifting. And I'm not joking. I put on over a summer... And of course, keep in mind, I force fed the shit out of myself, but I gained like something like 13 pounds over a summer, which is a massive amount for like a 16, 17. No, I'm, I can't imagine if I actually was squatting, deadlifting, overhead pressing as a kid, like how much my body would have responded. Dude, my ass, because I had no ass and no legs, I was doing leg press and shit like that, and they kind of grew, <laughs> but I started squatting and deadlifting, 
and I had to buy new pants. Yeah. It was so crazy. I like put them on and I was like, what happened? I really feel like for at least it was 10, the opposite for me. I had legs and, and chest, but like no arms. And then all of a sudden I started focusing on arms. And it was like, and then I started playing basketball and I actually affected like some of the other guys were like, oh shit, what did you do over the summer? Like your arms are crazy. And so everybody started doing arms. So you, it was like this arm you always phenomenon. Had, you always had a, like a big ass. Big though. old ass. Do you ever go back and look at the photos <laughs> though of kids and stuff that you thought were like massive and buff and big when you were a kid and then look at what the, the actual pictures now as an adult? Oh. Like I had a buddy who I was like, swear when I was a kid. He was just jacked, like crazy jacked, dude. And then I go back and look at the pictures, and I'm like, oh, he looked like a little boy still. <laughs> and Because he, he was, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He was always 17 years old, but he was so jacked compared. And that's because when you're that age, yeah, you, don't look at, you don't look at 28, 30-year-olds and look at, like, compare your physique to you. That's so far ahead. Or, oh, my God, they must be on steroids. You don't even think about that. You only look at what's right in front of you and, so, and your friends. And it's the, you look to the friend that looks the craziest, right? And to you, he's like cock diesel and then i go back and i look at pictures and i'm like he barely looks like he works out i haven't heard cock diesel in a long time that was my nickname i uh, uh do you guys have pictures of yourselves flexing when you guys were kids like uh, like, like young oh only in action shots where i'm like you know driving to i'm gonna hoop or something. i told you I, a I'm photo my, my parents put on my 16th birthday that should be our homework my 16th birthday okay that's my golden birthday so do you guys, what's your golden birthday do you know what yours is Oh, I don't even know what that means. When you so get a golden a, shower? A gold, no, a, a golden birthday is when your birthday lands on the day. So like my, I, I'm November 16th. So my golden oh, birthday was yeah. when I turned 16 years old. So what's yeah, your, yeah, what are your yeah, dates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your dates? I was four. Oh, that's so sus. my golden birthday was when I was four. Yeah, you. Missed. That was a fucking riot. Let me yeah. tell you what, what happened. Your, what's yours, Justin? Woo, hookers Wait, and tell coke. me how that works again. So what? What, di- what month? Okay, month. You're January. January. So one. No, no, no. January what? 26th. Okay, so 26 was your golden birthday. Okay. Doug, what was yours? 23rd. 23rd. So there you go. That's your golden birthday. Mine was 16. So Who made this shit up? I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Right. It's probably some, well, I was going to say Pinterest thing, but it's, well, this was way before Pinterest. Mm. So mm. it's some bullshit. I think they lied to you. No, no, no. Whatever. Adam, so. it's your golden birthday. Aren't you excited? <laughs> You're like, what? Well, as a kid, I was yeah. a good way to get my parents to like make a big deal about it, right? So, oh, so maybe you made that oh, shit up. Oh, for sure. I'm to probably, close them. I might have been that good of a closer. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, Bob, it's the next. Yeah. My next birthday is my golden one. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> that means double the presents. <laughs> they, well, they did. They did all these, like, uh, they did all my repping paper I mean, and gold. We went and did like a, a limo to uh, dinner, and then I came back. You did a limo when you were 16? Well, I dated a girl who owned a limo, so that wasn't hard. Oh, man. that's yeah. Wait, this whole story is fucking crazy. Well, you, you dated a girl. That's so my it girlfriend, starts with your presents being wrapped in gold. Yeah. Then you, you dated a girl at 16. That's why you're so bougie. Who, drove a li- who owned did, a limo. Yeah, her parents owned a limo. So her How dad, old was she? She was 16 also. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so her, did she drive the limo with you in the back? No, no. We had a driver. Wow. So that's that the way it worked. So her parents no wonder so you're all fancy. twisted. Her, yeah, her parent yeah, that's why it's why I'm like the guy who takes the limo all over the place, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it, makes sense now. <clears throat> she was uh her mom and dad mom was uh actually just a teacher, but her dad was a lawyer, like the lawyer in town for a small town. And uh, they owned a limo, and then any all you had to do was pay for the driver. And you know, for my birthday, of course, my you know, girlfriend's parents took care of the driver for us. So we had a limo. And, you know, because people are probably going like, wait a second, this motherfucker said he had a poor, he was poor. I was, okay? So I did have moments like this that I got to. <laughs> but he knows which, people. Which probably explains why <laughs> I'm- It was, it was I'm, a suburban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm the lawyer in what town. Are those called, what are those wagons called? <laughs> <laughs> a station yeah. wagon? Yeah, station yeah. wagon. Oh my God, this has, <laughs> this has a back, this has two back seats. Wow. It's like a limo. Yeah. With a, Honey, it is a limo. It was a station wagon <laughs> with uh, four lawn chairs in the back. So, you know, limo, same thing. There's a pickup truck. Same difference. 
sitting with chairs in the back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, baby, for your birthday, your golden birthday, we got you a limo. It's like that's a uh, that's a pickup uh, truck. No, 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 no. Look at the chairs in the back. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a limo. <laughs> so is... you know what I mean, right? Same thing. <laughs> so it pulls up. We go out, and then when we come back, um, you know, all the gold presents were out, my cake and stuff. And then as soon as you walk through the door. On the wall across the way, my parents had blown up literally by, you know, it was, you know, four feet by two and a half feet wide, this picture of me. And it was when I was, fuck, I was in Modesto. So I had been like five or six years old at the oldest, right? Somewhere between five and seven and somewhere in that range. And I'm in on a coffee table just like this one. And I'm posing in my red underwear and I'm you know, doing these muscle poses and shit like that. And they blew it up. And that was like the picture that I was looking at when I walked into, uh, into the house. It was pretty embarrassing. Uh, uh, yeah, My be... mom still has it. Can you please? Were you like trying to be Hulk she's still, Hogan or she's what? Still ha- I'll bring it down here. Can sometime. we do this? It'll can, be funny, right? Can this be our homework? Can we all go uh, get like a like an old flexing photo of ourselves so we can like post it? Actually, yeah. if we could find the old, if everyone could find the oldest flexing picture, that would be cool. Well, yeah. I'm not because it doesn't count if you have it when you're like 16. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I got high school. Like I have 13 or 14. I was 13. I don't that's know a young about earlier. Yeah, we should see who can come up with the youngest. Well, I already know I got your uh, beef. You guys can't. Yeah, get you anyone. got you got me beef. Well, there. I don't know if I I don't know if I have any from when I was real young, but the one when I was like fourteen, it's pretty legit. Like I'm a skinny kid, but I have some decent definition. Well, I have some of those you when can I see when I'm like of a seventeen, eighteen, like when I was really starting to actually <laughs> lift weights, you know, mm-hmm. and posing where I think I'm. The ill oh, dude! No, 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 no! I was at 14 years old. I could pose better than most bodybuilders. <laughs> I had I had practiced the side arm pose by Arnold, the fucking twisting three quarter. Yeah, you were into that shit. Oh yeah, dude! I thought yeah. for sure I was gonna be Mr. Olympia. The irony until of, I realized that I did I didn't build muscle. That how funny is it that I never did any of that? I mean, obviously there's a picture of me posing, but I would mean it looks terrible, right? And it is the Arnold pose. It's this one, you know. So, but I did. You think you guys? Did you guys ever think like I'm going to be a bodybuilder? Never. Even no. when, even up until the day before I decided I was going to be a bodybuilder and compete, I uh, or men's physique, whatever the fuck you want to call it, men bikini. I uh, never once like thought, oh, it'd be so cool to do this. I didn't. The wanna, most cool. I thought like, I was going to be Ronnie Lott. The most. <laughs> The most I ever except thought, I was a except for your kid. white. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's gonna yeah, say that, that wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, hard time. But I loved him. The 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 closest I think. Uh, let me think, think here. God, what did I? You know, I, I never once thought that would ever be cool. I think the coolest I ever thought working out was. I remember, and this is what made me want to be a trainer was when I first started lifting. There was a jacked ass trainer that was uh, training out of our facility. It was at the place that I took you guys for Maps Black, right? Mm-hmm. It was there. Oh, okay. And he was just like jacked. And we used to always like ask him questions like, hey, man. And it's you know what's so funny? <laughs> it's the shit that drives me crazy as a trainer now. Like, yo, dude, what's the best bicep oh, exercise? Yeah, you idolize people like that, though. Yeah, you do. Kid, and you walk up to him it. and you, you know, hey, bro, what's 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 the best 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 bro, bicep exercise? You are huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, Tell me how. He made me want to be a trainer, but then I never thought I could make any money doing that because I never saw any like rich trainers or anybody that was like which I was very money motivated coming from not having a lot of money mm-hmm. so I thought it would be a cool job to have while I went to college and got like a real job mm-hmm. so that was the only time I thought wow this would be cool or I want to do this no I thought I thought one set for a small second I thought ooh I don't think I wanted to compete as a bodybuilder but I'm like I'm definitely gonna get as big as Arnold did because that's just what happens when you work <laughs> hard at something yeah then for a second like I said I played street football that doesn't mean like 
like a like a brand of football where we played crazy. It just means I played in my street in front of my house with kids. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we know it was a joke. And, yeah, well, no, yeah. no, so no one thought it was an organized league. <laughs> so yeah. ch- you didn't yeah. have to explain that. So check yeah. this out, though. I was actually pretty good at uh, being a, a wide receiver because we'd have all these kids together. And I mean, I, I was five years older than everybody, but that's not why I was the best. It's because I actually had some skills. <laughs> so, bunch of little kids like, "Boo, bitch! Yeah, <laughs> touchdown, motherfucker!" That's right. No, no, we no, they were all my age, and we were playing. And I was actually really good at sure. at receiving. I was like, really, people had a tough time covering me. And so I thought. Now looking back, I'm sure everybody was horrible, but but back then I had these delusions of grandeur, like I often do. And I thought for sure I was going to be because I thought I would be like Tim Brown. Tim Brown was the dude that I really looked up to, and during that period of time. So for some, for for a small period of time, I thought I'm going to be a wide receiver. Dude, not Jerry Wright. I was just going to say he's on, a, he was a Niner fan. Yeah, he's a bandwagon fuck, fan, man? but you're watching Tim Brown. How, I don't, how dare you? I don't know why. Jerry Wright's greatest of all time. I and don't you get, know like, Want to be somebody else? I don't know why I picked Tim Brown, and I man. thought that for a little while until I was in. I think I was in Probably seventh grade. And I begged my mom, and they never wanted to let me play tackle football because they're like, it's gonna, you're going to hurt your brain or whatever. But I begged them, and they finally let me play tackle football, and I went to a grand total of two practices, and I said no. No. I'm what? not doing this shit. You weren't into it? No, I, man. That that happened, oh, the, my first tackle practice, I fucking loved it. Of course yeah. you did because yeah. you're fucking oh, maniac. It was the yeah. best. Here's why I didn't like it. I'll tell you why right now. This is the one reason why I didn't do it. It wasn't because of the training. It wasn't the fucking pads or the tackling. In fact, it, we didn't even tackle each other yet because it was we just started. It was because I could not fucking stand someone yelling at me telling me what to do. I'm oh, such yeah. an – I hate that to this day – if you fucking tell me what to do, I want to punch you in your face. Well, you and here's this coach to, to like, navigate these coaches, oh, man. I I I, I, I mastered this process to where coaches never even talked to me. Like I, I did my own thing. They just trusted that I would do my job, my responsibility. Even like, a young age, career. even yeah. hell young, wow, dude. But that was like I, I established that very early. I was like, look, I got this, and I would kept telling the coach, I got this, I got this. No, I fucking you know, hated it. Man. Do you know that's the only thing I've ever quit in my entire life? What? Football, football. Yeah. really? Only thing I've ever quit in my entire life. I played pop Warner football, and I was. Uh, they put me at defensive end. You got lit up. I got fucked up, bro. I mean, I was like literally <laughs> like ninety eight pounds wet, dude. Yeah, and they uh, and I'm God damn it. The tight end across from me was like double my weight. I know it's not double my weight because in pop Warner you have weight classes, right? So I'm exaggerating. But. No, I think it's just age when you're really no, no, no. You have pop Warner football has age and weight classes. So you were like, probably a lanky ninety eight. Yeah, a exactly. Short, and he was just. I mean, he and he had he still had good weight on me. He probably still had 15, 20 pounds on me, and I just it was not a position for me. I just literally play after play. I was getting fucked up, and the and same experience. Coach is just yelling, screaming, ah! and I'm like, dude, what to do? You know, like this yeah. is my first year playing football, and I'm just getting beat up every play. Whistle goes, bam, on my ass. Whistle goes, bam, on my ass, <laughs> and then getting yelled at. Like I'm, like, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, this is this is all the fun my friends were yeah. talking about. Like, this is not fun I'm for being me at punished. all. You know, I feel like when you're when you're, and that was like such a bad age for me to get. Like, I would wish. I had the frame, the size that I have now, and I love the sport of football. Like everybody thinks that I played football when they see me. And I'm like, no. If you only saw what I looked like when I was a kid, you wouldn't think I played football at all. It's funny that like how coaches, how they can be so effective or so ineffective. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. Like like my my son's in, on a volleyball team for a school, and yesterday they played their third game. They're three and zero, and they're three and zero. They're, wow. They, yeah, they're three and fucking zero. And here's why it's crazy, because the other teams so far have all been bigger. 
and stronger and they hit the ball harder. Mm. And on my son's team is, you know, my son and some of his Lego robotics teammates. So you can picture these kids, right? They're all <laughs> like those kinds Super of kids. Super athletes. Yeah, no. But because they all have trained and practiced together with Lego robotics like so hard, mm. they've got like this group flow thing going on and so when you watch them play so yesterday they're playing this other team and this other team's fucking twice their size and this other team is just blah blasting the the the, the ball you know over the net and little by little my son's team is playing so organized like a team like one like they know what to do like they're all in unison yeah. and they started breaking down the other team and the other time the other team literally fell apart like as soon as they started losing you could tell they were all like scattered didn't know what to do and my son's team was like this like this fucking little well, well-oiled machine, and I'm watching. And I'm just like, oh my god, this when is so great. When you lost a grace, you know, that, I, that totally reminds me of when we played basketball because we were a bunch of like smaller, you know, white kids. Uh, we, we would go and play like all over the place, and we would win based off of fundamentals and teamwork. That was it. When you're a coach, of that so my uncle, the one who we're going to meet uh, yeah. this Friday, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he is like, wait till you, you fanatic. Like when it comes to football, right? Played all all through high school, college. He's coached for a really long time. And he is so into like the chess matchup playing, and he loves to take young kids and like drill in fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And he just destroys leagues. Like they go like every season. They go. I think there's in all the seasons Dude, the he's coached, teams. he's lost like a handful of times. Yeah. And and he's and the coaches fucking hate him because my uncle will do like the same play over and over yeah. and over until like they figure it out. And then they figure that out and say, like, and all these other coaches try and get fancy and teach all this other stuff. He's like, no. The, at this age, you teach them like three or five things, and you teach them how to do it really you well. Do it well, and yeah. they just well, that's that's punk what, all these. That's, that's what like Sal. Yeah, like that's why they've had like the most. Most champions out of anybody for high school football is because they've mastered like a, a few plays, but they they bring in kids that are like super talented, so they have that you know aspect. I've read form, their book, but, their book, and their the movie is fucking. Well, yeah, I, I, both I, are awesome. I'm telling together. you, like the coach on my son's team, she's she's great, she's good, but really, what's doing it is I know that these kids have all worked together for the last two years competing in this Lego robotics tournament and being such close friends, all of them, that when they get on there, they're all just, they know each other. Mm -hmm. And so when you watch them play, you can see them just systematically without, they don't even know what they're doing. They don't realize it because they're so young, but they're like, you know, because here's what kids do. It's intuitive, yeah. This is what the other team would do. When the ball would come over, two kids would go for the same ball and they'd fuck up. Or it would come over and then they both wouldn't go because they'd wait for the other kid. Meanwhile, my son's team, you'd see these kids you know, like, I got it, and they'd hit it, and then they boom, they'd set it up, and then they'd hit it over, and it was like so organized. I'm like, holy fuck, they're totally breaking this other team down. And they they, they, they were behind in the first uh, game, and they started coming back, and you could see the other team start to break down, but it was too late. They lost. They were behind by too much. But, that, but by that point, I could see psychologically what was happening, and I was telling – uh, I was telling Jessica, I'm like, watch this. I said, the other team's starting to break down, I can tell. And sure enough, second game it was close, but we won. Third game, we fucking destroyed them. Like, we dom- they just all fell apart. That's great. And it's great watching these parents, like, yeah. come on, like, get all frustrated with their, with their fucking athletic kids. And, you know, I'm sitting over there, like, mm-hmm, when you see a good, co- right, good coach at a young age, it's really cool. Like that. Yeah. Doug, bring on the fucking bird. <laughs> being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. 
Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off! It's the motherfucking quad! The eagle has landed! First up is Amor Fati. More? Amor Fati. Amor. Amor. I love the fatty. (laughs) (laughs) So, this person is asking why no barbell snatches in the programming, the maps programming? There are cleans in maps green. Well, first, I want to be clear we are huge fans of the snatch. So uh, we yes. just want people to know that uh, as long as it's clean, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Here's <laughs> all right. Yeah, sorry. Let, let me. Yeah. I had to make a joke. On yeah, it. after. Here's the thing. Uh, taking a, us to the gutter. The, a snatch is. We talked about this though. We this did. was something we discussed. Well, we, let's be honest. There aren't cleans prescribed in maps clean. No nope. uh, maps green. They're <laughs> clean. Um, there there are uh, high pulls, and and this was like a very purposeful why we did that because. Um, you know, it, it's a very complex set of, uh, you know, set of uh, uh, operations and skills that you need to accomplish before, uh, you know, really being able to master this type of a, a movement properly and having, you know, all these things in place uh, ahead of time. We're, we're just trying to get to that expression of power. So, <laughs> exactly. um, you know, cleans being the next progression from the high pool, uh, it, you know, is something that. I I definitely like uh, you know as an athlete like that's something that you know I, I definitely promote as far as like having a, a that kind of a response is very beneficial. To, we debated this. Yeah. We actually debated this yeah. when we made maps performance. And I'll tell you what, if you're very proficient at cleans or snatches and you want to switch out high pulls for those, you can. Mm-hmm. But the reason why we didn't put in the programming is cleans uh, are highly highly technical and snatches are fucking five times as technical. Way more. Like. Yeah. That's probably the most technical barbell movement you can do. And we're not about to put an extremely technical exercise in a program that we're going to promote to most people. And we knew that most people have either A, never done a snatch, or B, they do them wrong. Well, they don't have the shoulder mobility to even do that. And 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 they're not going to get the power out of it. They're not going to get the benefit from it because they don't know how to do it right. So this is where, you know... All the programs, and this is why, and there, there is definitely a, a major reason why we did. And we did. We talked a lot about this, but you know, I think what made and, and I remember, I remember at first, I remember Justin like was like, "Man, that's such a that's a such a major movement. We got to program it in there." And we were all like, "Dude, but we all know how technical it is." Yeah. Where we see it going is we're giving you this, you know, performance program, which is really the foundation for all sports and any like athletic performance pursuit. And then on top of that, you can build modifications. So like I, I foresee when when we're when this business is all squared away and we've got the app done and we've got all programs released out and all everything we have a staff and everything's going, which is we're heading that direction, we'll be there very soon. I think we'll go back and we'll start getting really specific for like specific sports. I foresee us, mm-hmm. you know, okay, these movements for football, these movements for soccer, these movements for whatever, and then right. here's the here's some movements that we didn't put in performance that this is how we would modify and add it in there. If you're somebody already who like, you know, Sal was saying, if you're already somebody who's proficient at snatches or cleans, like by all means, this is where you can incorporate it, but we just don't think that's something that we would recommend to the person who's going through map screen the first no, time. No, I have a bit of a an issue too because I, I feel like um, the overhead snatch um, in, in any kind of Olympic lifting exercise is that's a sport by itself, and that's something that you 
uh, I mean, it, you have to have like dedicated years towards um, achieving these movements to get them to what they should look like. And so for just to throw it into a workout, uh, you know, as like, you know, some other programs, i.e. CrossFit, i.e., you know, any other kind of like high intensity type of a workout program that somebody's created, uh, just to throw it in there because it's a, it's exhaustive. It's an exhaustive move that, um, you know, stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really stupid. And it's, it's something that I feel like, I guess I'm, I'm passionate about it because I feel like a lot of coaches are just, um, Naive. Yeah. They're naive to throw it in there like that. It's a fucking technical movement with more risk well, than reward. Well, they're just irresponsible with it's it. It's more risk than reward. There's yeah. plenty of movements that we can do that can replace that movement. Now, not individually. like it, Not one movement is going to trump that snatch or clean, but there's a lot of other movements like the overhead press and the high pulls yeah. and things that we can do that are much safer, easier to get the mechanics down, going to get tons of, the, tons of similar benefits. But yeah, if you want to progress to that... That's like a, like Justin said, a whole program itself, which we've also talked about. That is like, and we wouldn't write that until we aligned with someone who we think is like one of the yeah, best Olympic world lifting. renowned, yeah, coach yeah, for Oli- that yeah, Olympic lifting coach that we go through a whole Olympic lifting routine. You know, yeah. So. I mean, the bottom line is when when you're doing a program, you have particular goals, and there is a phase within maps performance where we're focusing on power. Uh, the ability to generate force within a you know in a very short period of time and maximal force right so we're trying to build as much power as possible you have to look at the risk versus reward of each exercise the reward being how much uh, will this contribute to power the risk being how long will it take to learn this and or the the risk of injury mm-hmm. because of the technicality of the movement and a snatch is very very high risk and if you compare the risk to reward, it's not very good. In fact, there's very few people that I would ever program a snatch into the routine. Very few people. The ones that I would use a snatch to with are Olympic lifters because they have to learn how to snatch. Mm-hmm. People who compete in events that involve snatches. So if you do CrossFit events and there is a snatch event, you should definitely practice you should snatches. Definitely do it then. Yeah. Or number three, somebody who's got all the time in the world who really just likes to learn new techniques and and wants to learn new functional movements and doesn't mind doing snatches with a broomstick for a long ass time before progressing to 20 pounds and then 40 pounds and then so on, then I would program them in. But 99% of the people who are working out and doing MAPS performance to improve their athletic performance, I would say, no, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't put a snatch in there. You're going to get just as much power generation from a far less technical movement. Like I'll tell you what, a, uh, a kettlebell swing is also very, very technical, but mm-hmm. it's not nearly as technical or hard to teach as a clean. Still hard to teach, but just not as hard. Can you get the same hip drive and power from a, a kettlebell swing that you can you can from a clean? You can. But it's still safer. Like, it's still safer. It, yeah, the, any, any kind of a kettlebell movement is going to be safer than a barbell movement that you're going to throw over your head. And that's just the bottom line. You can debate that all day long. It's, it's, it's not debatable. It's... It's irresponsible for coaches to program this into an athlete's program if they're not an Olympic lifter. Bottom line. And that being said, that doesn't mean that uh, you know that's a that's a movement that all of us actually practice and do do quite frequently inside the gym. It's just not something that we recommend to the. Yeah, but how do you practice it? Let's be honest. You're not doing it to work out. No, no. Yeah, no. Exactly. It'll be a light weight, and I'm just working on mechanics. So, and it's. 
I, do, I, I I've done hand cleans as a workout, and when when I work out with hand cleans, and at one point I was practicing them pretty frequently, like two or three days a week, and it took me like seven months to really. And I I didn't go above 135 with a hang clean, and this was after like like eight months of practice and like dedicated practice. And even at 135, I found that I I could tell that I wasn't like as as good as I could yeah. be. And I noticed certain like nagging areas that yeah, were and that's me. the thing. Like I know like exactly. I know like going through through uh, power cleans myself. Like how like if you haven't been doing this movement like frequently, how quickly you lose it and you, you lose the ability to perform it properly and so it just it takes a lot of uh volume for you to get to uh you know a level where you're proficient in it i don't so. think we can communicate this clear like, yeah it's like hard to clear enough like let me put it to this way we talk about how complicated and you know complex and technical a squat is just right. a barbell squat barbell squat of, of all the traditional slow type uh, barbell movements i would say a barbell squat's probably the most technical, okay? Part, barbell squat, deadlift, uh, both very technical. The squat maybe being a little bit more technical. If I if if the technical if it was a if it was a 10 in terms of a, it's how hard it was to teach and learn and how much time it took to learn how to do a barbell squat and it was a 10, you can pretty much say a clean is 100 and a snatch is 200. That's literally the difference. Like it is so much more complex. Yeah. So when I see people working out with cleans and snatches, especially in timed routines, I want to take my, I want to rip my eyeballs yeah. out. Well, I, yeah, I just cringe. Well, in, you in, have inside. You just have it. Just you don't really have any business doing it until you perfect the 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 foundational ones. Yeah. If, until you've got a squat, a deadlift, an overhead press with like beautiful mechanics, like you mastered them. Yeah, like, it makes no sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, unless you like you like you said, there's a sport specific reason that like you it requires you to learn this movement. Uh, do you put that just because the risk versus reward? It's not, and and the risk versus benefit. Like you got to think about it this way: How, these movements were invented. Because the goal of Olympic lifting was to, the original goal of Olympic lifting was get this barbell to my shoulders. Let's see who can lift the most weight to my shoulders. Yeah. And over time, the smartest lifters developed this highly efficient technique to do so. So it was a technique designed around a goal. It was not a technique designed to make you more powerful or stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas a squat is I want to get my legs stronger, put the bar on my back and do it. It's, it's no different than when you look at like a high jump, when someone jumps over a bar mm -hmm. and you look at the weird way that they jump head first and do this weird technique. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're trying to learn how to jump as high as they can and get that explosive jump. It's because at some point over time, there was an athlete that figured out this really highly efficient, efficient technique and then you just became good at the technique. So right. that's what cleans and snatches are. It's not necessarily, that's why they were invented. It's how can I get this weight to my shoulders uh, as efficiently as possible and then perfect that particular technique. Dusklim Kingbin, how do we prevent our lats from being over engaged while doing a military press? I feel instant relief in my back when I re-rack the bar, and my friend has similar problem, but he feels a lot more in his traps. Uh, before we answer this, I want to remind people we still have 30 days of coaching available at mindpumpmedia.com for free. Um, so with this particular question here, He's feeling like his lats are overengaged and he's getting uh, relief in his back when he re-racks the bar. I would debate whether he's feeling actual tightness in his lats mm. uh, because the lats are actually countering the overhead movement. If his lats were engaging 
while he was pressing up too hard, his bar wouldn't move. Yeah. Well, I think what he feels is that he's probably got a little bit excessive forward shoulder. Yeah. And so he's so tight that when he puts the bar in the military press position, it, he's, stru- his, he's just having to squeeze his back mm. so hard to pull the scapula back. Because this is me. Like, I remember feeling this way. This is why. Did you feel it in your lats, though, or your mid-back? Because the, the lats don't really well, do scapular retraction. I think that's what he's just, right. I mean, because you're, you're, I think. I don't the, think, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's his lats. Yeah, it's probably more rhomboids that he, he feels. Either and, rhomboids or like his actual uh, erector spinae muscles. And, but and you'll, when, you, when, you're, when you're actually fighting to pull back like that, Maybe the rhomboids at first are what are overworking, but then as you start to decelerate down, you'll feel a lot in the you'll feel a lot of the weight. Form is just off. Yeah, stabilizing. So it, this yeah, is going to decelerate the load. That's not going to be active in in you know the concentric portion. Well, yeah, but what what's happening is this. There's it, this is so close to home for me. This is exactly how I used to feel. So I felt like this a lot, and it was just because I didn't have the shoulder mobility. Mm. I didn't have the proper shoulder mobility. So for me to have the proper mechanics, I felt all those other stabilizer muscles having to work so much to keep my mechanics correct. Like so. You. This is where prime is money for someone like yeah. this. Like taking yourself through all like the the shoulder mobility moves before you go into like your military press uh, should help this out a lot. I mean, it, bottom line is that the the back and the traps these are these are muscles that are you know your antagonist muscles to this movement. So it's it's common that you feel it, mm. but if you feel it more than you feel it in your shoulders, it's probably a lack of mobility yeah. and then you're overcompensating with these I, other I mean, let's be clear, the back's very involved with a good yeah. overhead press. Traps are right. are directly involved. Traps have to especially the upper traps, they have to stabilize the scapula because uh they're fighting those downward forces. The lats aren't necessarily unless you're engaging them because you've got such poor like Adam said poor mobility in your shoulders here's an easy fix if that's really where you feel it hang on a bar for you know 20 seconds literally just relax and hang on the bar feel your lat stretch get your shoulders in that overhead position um then uh do some band pull apart so you can activate your mid back then do a military press and see if you still feel the same way it's very very i mean if this is really what's happening that should Help out a lot. That should help yeah. out quite a bit. And just by doing what Sal's saying right now, prime you, that shoulder retraction because it yeah. may it, you may not go from like you know feeling it this way to all of a sudden perfect after you do that one time from Sal, but you should feel a uh, instant relief or you should feel it more in your shoulders right after the first time you do what Sal just said based off of what you're describing. Um, if you and if that's the case, then diving deeper into like all the prime movements and things that we talk about going into these exercises is only going to benefit even more. So if you actually spend some good time on all your shoulder mobility exercises before you go into actually lifting with your shoulders, you should notice a major difference. And don't feel, don't be afraid to go very light. Yes. Like lighter than you. The bar was all I was pressing when this was my issue. This was my issue and I was literally. You were just perfecting your form with the bar. Yes, the 45 pound bar, I was, that's all I was doing and I was paying attention to my spine the entire time because God, I was just walked last night. I was at the gym and, I'm, and it was packed. Which, by the way, he might not even know that wasn't that long ago you did that. No, no, no this it was is like a, a year ago. Yeah, there's video. If you go far enough back on my Instagram, you'll see me posting videos of it. You know, see me posting videos and talking about. I remember when I like started adding, and I was just adding ten pounds like each time until I finally felt really comfortable with you know 135 pounds, controlling it, keeping myself in a good neutral spine as I press. So. You know, this is something that you it should take time and but you should see good progression if you actually regress all the way back to super lightweight, 
pay attention to your mechanics and then keep going. And if you're not like, you know, uh, this is also a lot of why we started mind pump TV. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you know, we address a lot of things like this, uh, on there and they, you know, Doug is split it up in different playlists. So if you want specific things related to the shoulder or related to the back, you know, go through those, subscribe to those videos. We drop them every day, go through and start, you know, using those tools. If you don't own Prime, if you own Prime, that should handle all this shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we created it. But if you don't, you know, we've provided a lot of free tools for people uh, like the Mind Pump TV. So take advantage of that. Fairyland is asking, as a parent with children, how do you explain fasting and food tracking? With the world being so image conscious, even explaining that it is for health purposes, can it still be dangerous on young, impressionable minds? Well, number one, I don't explain fasting <laughs> yeah. uh, to little kids. I explain that it's okay to not eat if they're full yeah. uh, or you know, if they're full and they don't want to eat anymore. I don't say fasting. I think if, if I sat down with a kid and I said, you know, with my kids and I said, hey... We're not going to eat until t dinner tonight because yeah. fasting is good for us. <laughs> it's whatever. twelve o'clock. We have to feed They're our like, face. Fuck you, Dad. No, I'm and not even hungry. Not only that, eat. not only that, but a kid is going to. They're probably going to interpret that as. Uh, uh, what's the word? Like I'm, like I'm, like I'm. You're gonna, get, you're gonna get child services knocking on your door. <laughs> no, like, like I'm taking something away from them, and then they get to eat when they finally do get to eat, and it, it, that could, you know, that could promote kind of a bad. Uh, food relationship. As far as food tracking is, I don't do that either. No. I don't. I don't tell my kids like, okay, how many calories or, you know, how many grams of protein. I, I what I do say though is I do s tell them what's in their food. Mm -hmm. So I will say, you know, this is salmon. Salmon is high in uh, protein. Protein does this. It's also high in fats. Fats do this for you. Um, and there's a special kind of fat uh, in salmon called omega threes, and this is why they're really good for you. And that's why when you taste salmon, and I explain why it tastes a certain way, why it's a certain color. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just did, I just did this the other day with my daughter. Um, we were uh, over my mom's house, and she uses uh, Himalayan pink salt. So do we. And so I actually brought out some iodized, like pure white, you know, table salt, and I showed her the difference. And my, we've been using Himalayan salts for so long that you know it was. I showed her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, salt, salt can be really white too." And I said, "Do you know why this one's pink?" And she said, "No." I said, "Well, there's different mineral composition in this, and so it just opens opens up a conversation." And what mm -hmm. the, you know, I'll tell them what they do for them, and then you end up finding that your kids kind of make some some decisions and choices based on the information right. that they were given. Uh, and I also, of course, I I limit their options. I don't let them know. That I've limited their options. You know, it's not like I tell them like you can only eat these foods. It's like, yeah. hey, Dad, I'm hungry. What do we have to snack on? Uh, you can have an apple, a piece of cheese, or sardines. You know, yeah. take your pick. It's not like, you know, if I don't give them any options, then they're they're the ones making the choice. Yeah, and it's just the options that. Well, I Well, it's interesting because uh, my oldest, he's he's found food labels, and so like that's his favorite thing to do now is to just take a food. And then he reads the back of it, and he wants to tell me everything that's in awesome. it. And all this oh, that's cool. Stuff. And he just like totally did that on his own. And so that that's another thing. It sparks a conversation, you know, like what are the macronutrients, you know, what are, you know, like all these types of different foods and, and what kind of nutrients you get from these foods. And so it, it, it really, I just try and create the dialogue for it of like, um, you know, why, you know, why mommy and daddy choose these types of food and why we're eating this, you know, in combination together and all this. I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not condemning, you know, like 
I just I don't want to get them fixated on these numbers, and 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 that's something that I was like kind of like trying to weave in and out of with him. Like it's great to have an understanding of these things and to see it on the label, but I mean for the most part, mommy and daddy don't eat a lot of foods with labels on it. So well, I think that I I picked this question because I knew it would be a little bit challenging for a couple of reasons. One, I knew it would be challenging for us because I knew that you two didn't track or tell your kids about fasting. I knew that. So, uh, and then I, then you've got someone like me who does both fasting and tracking his food, even though I'm not right now. Uh, and you know, I, and I, then I don't have kids, <laughs> so I haven't had to have this conversation, but if I had to have this conversation because it's, you know, what would I do if, you know, cause you know, dad competes, you know, what if I was competing and I was measuring and weighing my food and my kids saw me doing that? I think I would explain what I was doing that, you know, dad's in a sport, you know, I'm mm -hmm. getting ready for something. It's very easy to miscalculate or to overeat food. And for my goals and what I'm trying to do right now, I'm trying to be as precise as possible. So I think just sharing uh, with my kid, if I had one while I was doing that, I would just explain to them mm -hmm. what I'm doing, but I would not try and impose that on them. I would allow them to ask me like, well, you know, can I do that or mm -hmm. should I do that? And and even if they ask, I would tell them that they would don't need to do that. But if that's something they want to do, I could teach them and help. See, them. that's a perfect approach because there's a there's like this this line that we walk as parents, and you know, you want to make sure first of all, don't make it such a big fucking deal. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is like, I'll give you an example. You know, European kids uh, binge drink at far at a far lower rate than American kids do. This is a fact. If you look at statistics, you'll find that. Uh, especially in the countries in Europe where wine is served at the dinner table and kids are allowed to taste wine and try wine and they start having a little bit of wine at the age of 13 and 14 and they binge drink at much lower rates because it's not that big fucking big of a fucking deal yeah. and they're not taught that it's like this this you know taboo like yeah. secret thing Fire that water. You, and if you treat food like that with your kids uh, you may you may actually cause the opposite to happen you know so you know, talk to them about like Adam was saying, like it's like, well, well, this is why I eat this way, and these are my goals, and you know, it's part of what I do, and here's the consequences of it, and here's the positives of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're not, they're not just because they're kids doesn't mean they're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of let them make some of those decisions themselves, and I, treat I, them a little bit like adults sometimes. You'd yeah, be surprised. I think the question and the reason why people, and I think it's a very good question because I think you know, as as parents, you got to be concerned, like with all the shit that's at school and you got to know your kids go over to their friend's house and they're they're you know, they, their family may have all kinds of boxed shit that they're getting fed and mm -hmm. things like that. And then they come home and then, you know, you're a, a parent that's, you know, health conscious or you're at least trying to be health conscious and you're trying to think, okay, I need to teach my kid the, these things that I'm learning. How, what's the proper way to do that? And I think that's why we, when we talk about fasting, you know, fasting is, is an advanced tool. Uh, and I think since we've been talking about it for a couple of years now, I feel like I've seen, you know, two sides here. I see, I see a really good side of people that are applying it intermittently into their routine and, and it's listening to their body. Yeah. And, and they're doing it for health purposes. And then I see the other side of people that, you know, use it as like a weight management strategy and, not to say that that's bad or wrong. I just don't think that's ideal. And that the reason why I don't think it's ideal is for a situation just like this, because then all of a sudden that becomes convoluted when you're trying to teach a kid. Well, dude, like, back, back in the day, n not eating to lose weight was called a food. It was a, it was a eating disorder. And if you went too long, it was called anorexia. Mm. Now that we have uh, studies showing the benefits of fasting, 
you've got people who've got that similar mentality who are now saying like, it's fasting. You know, no, it's you not eating because you want to lose weight. So you decided not to eat. But now that fasting's got some, some, you know, purported health benefits and some studies supporting it. You feel justified with your bad relationship with, with food. And that, I think that's what Adam's talking about. Like, don't fast to lose weight. Fast because of the, the health benefits. Um, is weight loss a side effect many times? Sure. Yeah. It, def- it definitely is. And I think there's a difference too, like, you know, with, with food tracking, like how, okay, so if I'm in the grocery store and we're looking at food labels and we're, we're reading about, you know, the ingredients and the, the nutrients involved with each food, you know, I, I love that. I want my kids to, to learn all those things and, and understand on a deeper level, like what each food is providing, but I'm not fixated on like, I'm, I'm fitting this into this meal and, you know, like I'm, I'm adding all these numbers in together to, to complete my day for the meal for all that. That's just, I mean, that's unnecessary for them to learn at that certain stages. I think later on in life, like, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, they'll grow into that sort of understanding. And kids naturally fast. I mean, uh, you talk to any parent and there's one meal that they have to force their kid to eat usually, uh, maybe not every day, but don't force them. I mean, if, if I give my kids breakfast and I'm giving them good choices and I notice that my kid eats a tiny amount and they don't want any more and I'll ask them, why aren't you eating the rest of your breakfast? I don't want it. You don't feel like eating it? No. That's fine. I know. Like, they'll kind of naturally do that sometimes. Get and I'm yourself not gonna... some chickens. They'll eat the leftovers. <laughs> well, yeah. do you know that, that that whole, you know, era of, you know, finish your plate is so crazy because it's such an old thing that you had to do when there was like a scarcity of food, right? And now it's like, and so many parents, because they were taught by their Dude, that parents. That is the root of food problems it nowadays. Is, it is. And yeah. so you, you start off we have too much food. telling kids to do, they have to, have to, have to, and then you create that mentality. Then now they have all these crazy, terrible options at their disposal all the time. So now you get create this, you know, overeating where it's like, don't be afraid to if they're not hungry to not feed them. Like it's crazy. Guess what? In a couple hours, they're going to tell yeah, you. They're and hungry. also think about this: there's your two jobs as a parent when it comes to food. There's two jobs. Number one, provide them with food that's going to nourish uh, their body, that's going to make them feel good and be healthy. But number two, your other job, which is equally as important, it's just as important. There isn't one isn't more important than the other. The second part is. Your job is to is to provide an environment where your child will become an adult with a good relationship to food because at some point that kid ain't going to live with you and they are going to make those decisions for themselves and I'm telling you what there's a reason why kids go off to college and gain 15 pounds the first year it's because mom and dad are not controlling their food they didn't develop a good relationship to food they go off on their own and they eat horrible and that contributes to this obesity epidemic with adults and I've known many people who Oh my God, my parents were so strict with my food and maybe, and now they're overweight and they eat horribly because they never developed that for themselves. So those are two things you need to keep in mind. Yes, you need to feed your kids to, to give them, you know, to nourish them, to give them the nutrients they need to, to, to give them good food choices. And that's going to contribute to the, how they eat later on as well. Mm-hmm. But number two, don't do it in a way where you're going to, you're going to, you know, create, you know, bad food, food relationship with your kids because at some point they're gone. And then what are you going to do? You can't control them at that point. So with that, listen, go to YouTube. We post a new video every single day. Mind Pump TV. It's the best fitness channel on earth. You can also go to mindpumpmedia.com. Check out our 30 days of coaching. It's still free. Lastly, go to to Instagram. If you want to ask us questions that we can answer in these Q&A episodes, you go to Instagram and find us at Mind Pump Radio. 
You can find my personal page at Mind Pump Sal. Adam's at Mind Pump Adam. And Justin's at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>